Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The NFL has been the main topic of conversation, and I did want to preview a couple of key teams this year, teams that have a legit chance to not only make the playoffs, but do some damage when they get there. We had Bill Uber on earlier to talk about the Packers. Could do some Browns conversation here for the next 10, 15 minutes. Guy comes him on a day-in, day-out basis for the Chronicle-Telegram, uh, Scott Petrick uh, joins me here on CBS Sports Radio. Scott, Jody Mack here. Thanks for a couple of minutes tonight. Sure thing. Thanks for having me. Good. Appreciate you coming on board. All right, first preseason game in the books, a win over the Jags. Um, know that uh, a lot of players didn't play, including Baker Mayfield. Uh, you heard from the coach last night afterwards. Was he happy with the Browns' first effort this year? Yeah, he was. We talked to him again this afternoon. He left, thought the operation was smooth. He liked the communication. Um, there weren't that many penalties. And I think he was he was pleased with the performances of the young guys. Rookies, Greg Newsom II, Jeremiah Wusukormoa, and then second-year guy, Donovan Peoples-Jones. They did uh, uh, play pretty darn well. Um, uh, Baker Mayfield, as I mentioned, didn't play. Uh, and they got uh, pretty good play from Kyle Orletta through a couple of touchdown passes. Very few guys in the NFL accounted for two touchdowns yesterday, Kyle Orletta <laughs> being one of them. Uh, when is uh, Baker going to be seen, or is he going to be seen in the preseason? I'm not sure that he is. This week they, they have the Giants next Sunday. That's a Sunday afternoon game. But they're hosting the Giants for a pair of joint practices. Right. And I feel like that's when all the work's going to get done. I don't think you're going to see the Browns starters again this week. And then it comes down to do they decide to trot them out there against the Falcons in that last preseason game, or do they just you know, play it safe and say, hey, let's get to week one healthy. So they haven't announced it yet, but if, my guess is that we're not going to see many of the starters at all. All right, above and beyond uh, whether he does or doesn't play in the preseason, there's a lot of Baker Mayfield conversation because it is that time that the Browns can sign him to a contract extension if they can come to an agreement on it. Uh, player drafted the same year as him, Josh Allen, who went uh, significantly after him but has had a pretty damn good first three years in the league, got a major payday getting into the neighborhood of Patrick Mahomes. I would say not next door and maybe not even on the same block, but in the same general neighborhood, nobody's going to be starting a GoFundMe page for Josh anytime soon. Uh, Baker Mayfield, very comparable with Josh Allen his first three years, uh, depending on how you slant your analytics. 
I know that neither side has commented uh, disparagingly in the ongoing negotiations, which is a good thing. How do you think it sits with uh, two weeks to go before the season gets underway? I don't think there's been many substantive talks at all. Um, And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I think both sides wanted to see what happened with Josh Allen. I think they might want to see what happens with Lamar Jackson. Um, The Browns have other, maybe not other priorities, you know, maybe not more pressing than Baker Mayfield, but they signed Nick Chubb to a contract. Denzel Ward is also up for contract extension. And I know the sides have already had discussions. So, it doesn't feel like there's a lot of urgency on either side. I think Baker might feel that if he gets off to a strong start this year, that his price tag goes up right into that neighborhood of Josh Allen. I don't think he's right there yet because Josh Allen was runner-up MVP last year and Baker hasn't made a Pro Bowl yet. Right. Um, but I think Baker values himself really highly, and I think the Browns are being careful not to make an offer that you know insults in any way what Baker thinks of himself. So I think it's still a ways off, but I wouldn't surprised if I would be surprised if something came together quickly, just because I get the sense that both sides want it to work out. The Browns feel that Baker's a long-term guy. I think Baker is comfortable here. So it's just a matter of finding, you know, the right dollar total. Money is money, and money always talks above all else. Uh, but there are always factors that come into play above and beyond money. Uh, the relationship with, with between Baker Mayfield and Kevin Stefanski, um, is that something that will help a compromise and uh, get a deal done between these two sides? Uh, how would you describe the Stefanski-Mayfield uh, relationship? Yeah, I, I think it helps to a degree. I, I think... What helps more is Kevin Stefanski's ability to do his job. And he's highly competent. We saw him win Coach of the Year in his rookie season. And if you contrast it to Freddie Kitchens, who was here in Baker's second year, it's a huge difference. And I think Baker appreciates that. And he appreciates the fact that Stefanski allowed this team to go 11-5 and five a year ago, right? Something that this organization had not done in 20-plus years. So, I think I don't know how close they are. I mean, I think they have a solid relationship, but I think more of it's professionally that they both feel they bring out the best in each other because Stefanski's offense is really well suited for Mayfield, and then Mayfield is able to execute what Stefanski's asking him to do, whether that's straight drop back or play action rollout. And Baker has enough athleticism and a big enough arm to to do both things well. Scott Petrick from the Chronicle Telegram, our guest, talking Browns football here with us on CBS Sports Radio. All right, uh, big re-edition for the Browns this year in Mr. OBJ. Uh, I got to see him play a lot of games and uh, was in the stadium a couple times for his uh, uh, showcase games with the Giants. Uh, Gave up a lot to get him. He is one of the more talented wide receivers in the National Football League, but he hasn't put up those type of numbers yet in Cleveland. Um, People were pointing out that, hey, Baker Mayfield seems to be better without uh, OBJ. Um, How is his return going to affect the Browns' offense this year? Yeah, I I never bought into that narrative that the offense in Baker were better without Odell. I understand that, you know, Baker forced some balls to Odell, I think that's natural when you have a big-time playmaker out at wideout. But I do think when Odell got hurt in Week 7 last year and the Browns got on a run in that second half, 
it gave Baker a lot of confidence. And if there was a voice in his head saying, get the ball to Odell, I think that's been quieted. And he knows how to run the offense. And he's comfortable in the system. So to me, I view Odell as just a huge bonus. That this offense succeeded without him, but yet you add one of the top, whatever, 15, 20 playmakers in the league. And I think Odell still has that physical ability. We saw week four last year against Dallas. He had three touchdowns and a couple of huge plays, the, you know, an end around to seal the game. So, you know, Odell hasn't done any team drills yet, and I don't think there's any way he plays in the preseason. But he looks good running around. I feel like he's fully recovered from that ACL, and I think he's going to be a big boost to this offense because he gives it uh, an explosiveness that was missing last year, especially in that playoff loss to Kansas City. They didn't really have a deep threat. They didn't have a guy that could take a bubble screen and break a couple tackles and be gone. And I think Odell gives you that. All right. The Browns have maybe the best one-two punch at running back in the National Football League with uh, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. You mentioned that Chubb got his contract extension and uh, good on him and good on the Browns because I think he's uh, one of the best backs in the NFL. Will this be a run-dominant team again this year? I don't think so. And I know that they're devoting a lot of money, right? Uh, Nick, or Nick Chubb is $12.2 million a year for the extension when that kicks in. Kareem Hunt, $6 million a year. They have a lot of money invested in the O-line. So they're not going to abandon the run. But I think when you compare it to a year ago, I think they're going to throw more because Baker is a better player than he was a year ago, especially at the start. You have Odell coming back, like we talked about. They have a lot of weapons at receiver. Jarvis Landry, Donovan Peoples-Jones looks really good. They drafted Anthony Schwartz in the third round. They have tight ends and Austin Hooper and Dave Njoku and Harrison Bryant. Just feels like too many weapons in the passing game to ignore it and say we're just going to hand the ball off 40 times a game. So I kind of see the Browns coming out and throwing early, getting a lead. Then you turn it over to the run game. You turn it over to the pass rush and say go get the quarterback. That seems to me the most likely recipe. All right, uh, let's jump over to the other side of the ball uh, on defense. They added Jadavian Clowney this offseason from the free agent uh, pickings. And Jadavian, of course, the number one overall pick in the draft, has flashed just like he did in college that got him to the number one pick in the draft, but has never had a complete season. Since he's gotten into the National Football at least for my taking, and maybe I'm unfairly setting the bar for him a little too high, but when you're the number one pick, these are the expectations. He's jumped around to a couple of different teams now and hasn't been a great fit where he's landed. Why is he going to be a great fit in Cleveland? Well, I think Miles Garrett on the other side helps a lot, and Jadavian has said that. I think the 4-3 system is better for Clowney. You know, the Texans played the 3-4 for a long time when he was there and asked him to, you know, stand up at outside backer, and he's more comfortable, you know, coming off the edge and only coming off the edge, not trying to drop in coverage at all. Um, But the big question mark for him is health. You know, we talked to him, uh, it was about a week and a half ago, he said he's never been healthy. You know, he's been in the league for seven years. He's never been healthy. It started with microfracture surgery as a rookie. So, he said when he feels healthy, he has fun, and then he can play well. Now, obviously, that's a huge question mark. He didn't practice at all last week, but was working on the side, so I don't think it's any big deal. Um, but if the Browns can get, you know, let's say 12, 13 games out of him, and he's healthy for the playoffs, I think the one-two punch of number one picks, Miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowney, Beck has a chance to take this defense to another level, which it didn't have last year.
Fair enough. Uh, give me a health update on Malik Jackson because uh, I saw him in Philadelphia yeah. the last couple of years. They gave him a big contract. He certainly didn't play up to that contract, but he had significant injury issues. Uh, I thought it was a good signing when they signed him. If you look back at it now, you would say that was a mistake. Um, Cleveland snaps him up at, I think, a reasonable number again. Maybe I'm still uh, judging him off what he did in Denver a couple of years ago. How's his health? How's he look at that deep, deep position? Yeah, he looks good. Um, you know, he said, you know, he says the foot's way better than it was a year ago. Um, I, I'm with you. I keep flashing back to those days when he was at Denver, and I really liked him then. The Browns played the Eagles last year, and I know he wasn't the same player, but I thought he was still a force. And I love his size. Um, the Browns can put him outside if they want to go a real big line with him outside, but I think he's going to give generally pass rush from the interior that they're looking for. So he looks good in camp. I think I know he's a respected guy in the locker room and brings Super Bowl experience to a team that you know didn't have much playoff experience at all until last year. So I, I, I do like that signing as well. All right, they, and when I say they, I mean the Browns, won 11 games last year, good enough to qualify as a uh, wild-card team, go in and beat Pittsburgh in their house before they uh, uh, face off against the Chiefs and come up short in the AFC semifinals. What are expectations this year? What is going to excite the crowd in that town? I know they're a diehard football town, and they love the fact that they were back in the playoffs after being absent for as long as they were, but now i got to believe expectations are that much higher. Uh, What is going to be deemed a successful season in Cleveland this year? That's a good question. I mean, expectations are through the roof, and people aren't afraid to talk about Super Bowl. And I think it's legitimate to include the Browns in the four – best AFC teams. So, you know, I think it's win one more playoff game at the least, which means they're in the AFC championship game. The Browns haven't been there since 1989. So I I think that's kind of the bottom level of expectations is to get there, whether it's versus the Chiefs or the Bills or the Ravens, whoever it is. Um, And then I also think the AFC North title would mean a lot. The Browns have never won the division. It was founded and formed in 2002. And they've never won it. You know, they've been to the playoffs twice since then, but not as division champs. And to host a playoff game would mean the world to the city. Understood. Um, Last thing for you, uh, with the fact that expectations are as high as they are, how much is Baker's contract going to play in that? Once you start the games, now you can start uh, worrying about purely wins and losses and where you sit in the division, and Pittsburgh's not going to start 12-0, and 0, so you uh, got a chance to be in the mix uh, at the beginning of the year rather than just trying to scratch and claw and hopefully watch Pittsburgh fall apart, which they didn't do enough of. They hung just tough, tough enough. Um I don't think you can play the underdog card, though. Uh, the Browns could for many a year, even though they might not be everybody's choice to win that division. They're mine. But they might not be everybody's. Uh, what does Stefanski rely on to pump up his yeah. team if he can't go down and nobody respects us? They're not giving us any chance. We're the little engine it could. No, they're a legit engine now. So how does the coach get him motivated for the year? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, I think Baker might be able to find motivation in the contract or the lack of a contract extension or trying to prove that he's on the same level as Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson from that same draft class. Uh, For the team as a whole, 
you know, Stefanski keeps he keeps a real level-headed approach. It's all about work. It's all about last year doesn't matter. Um, yes, they talk about Super Bowl. They talk about how that's where everybody wants to go. But his focus is so narrow. So I don't think he's looking for, you know, any, any outside motivation. But if there is one thing, and he mentioned it last season, I don't think he's going back to it yet this year. But it's the Kansas City knocked him out of the playoffs. And they were one play away. You know, if they make a play on offense or play on defense, they had a chance to stun the Chiefs. And the fact that that's where they start week one, um, that'll be fresh on everybody's mind. And I'm sure the fans will bring that up to some degree. See, now that's a, that, that's a risky parlay if you're, if you're me. Because if you put – and it could pay off. It's a big bet is what it is. You go into Kansas City, beat Kansas City week one, then the sky's the limit. But if you put too many eggs in that basket and you go in and the Chiefs beat you by 14 points, yeah, now you're already digging out of a hole that you kind of helped dig yourself. Very interesting to see how that plays uh, coming up. One other scheduling oddity, and I just noticed it. I no- had noticed it before, but I took a peek again and said, oh, I forgot about that. Um, week 12, they have their first matchup against the Ravens, who are a key divisional contender, of course. Week 13 is their bye week, which is a little late in the season, but it is what it is, and you uh, adjust uh, accordingly. And then week 14, they play the Ravens again. They play the Ravens back-to-back games with a bye in between, which is about as weird as it gets. I've never remembered that happening before uh, in in NFL scheduling. Uh, I'm sure that everybody noticed it, and I've asked the important participants about it. What do people think in Cleveland? Is it a good thing or a bad thing? Well, you're right. It's completely bizarre. Um, you know, I, I think it makes the bye week easier because you don't have to do any preparation, right? True. You'll probably start working ahead on the next team. But I think where the Browns catch a break is, while they have the bye, the Ravens have to play the Steelers. And we know what that rivalry mm. is like. We know how physical it is. So if the Browns could win that first matchup and then the Ravens go get beat up by the Steelers, the Browns would have a chance to sweep the Ravens. And if they do that, then I think they win the division. So... Um, when you look at it from that angle, I, I think it's I think it's um, beneficial for the Browns. Spoken like a guy who covers the Browns day in and day out. Good spin there. I like it. And I like uh, everything you gave us tonight, Scott. Good stuff. Appreciate you coming on board. We'll touch base during the season. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.